Hi guys, welcome back to Make It Make Sense. My name is Sebi Tennyson, and here with me is Joshua Matasha. So happy Thanksgiving week, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This week of the stock market will be a short one because the market will not be open on Thursday. 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 Thursday, and we're going to be having a half day on Friday. Ooh. So if you followed us on, a, or if you listened to our previous episode, we talked about some stocks that would be rallying pending or because of this holiday season. And retail stocks did outperform. If you see in many of the news that came out, retail stocks were winning a lot and people were confused like, oh, is it that people have money? There was no stimulus package. But as we anticipated, come holiday season, people will find a way to make money to buy those gifts they want for Christmas. However, some stocks that we put on our watch list, if you follow us on our social media accounts, specifically PayPal and Airbnb, did not perform so well. And some of my friends reached out to me and said, hey, I'm really interested in entering PayPal and Airbnb. What would you advise? You usually say buy low, sell high. Is this an entry point or is this something that signifies something worse coming on? So today we're going to dive into why these stocks did not perform really good and what to expect in, you know, in the future. Starting off with Airbnb. Why is Airbnb not performing? And Joshua, take it away. Why is Airbnb not performing? So what's going on with Airbnb and PayPal are like two different tales, tales of two different cities, mm-hmm. right? And Airbnb mm-hmm. to me, if you look at the chart, is a very constructive chart. They announced their earnings about a few weeks ago, and it was awesome. You know, they're turning their first profit. The revenue is growing very, very healthily, and also they're having more bookings. So everything looked good for them. Something happened on Thursday, which kind of changed the dynamics of the stock market. Yeah. Some countries in Europe started seeing an uptick in COVID, mm-hmm. and that makes sense because you know Christmas, many people have the flu which already suppresses their immune system. A lot of people are traveling to see their families, more interactions, people are getting tired of their masks. So to be honest, it is not surprising. But now these countries are starting to lock down again. And yeah. we all know that is not good business. Yeah. So it's more of the news-driven, emotionally-driven um, headline that is affecting their stock. Could it be like... Is it just news driven or is this something that is happening? Because again, people said, oh, the vaccine was supposed to help reduce or curb the surge of COVID-19, but it seems like up again because Germany is actually potentially thinking about going into lockdown again. I believe Austria has already effected a lockdown that people are infuriated by. So for them to go into this lockdown, it means it's probably a big deal because I do not see any economy locking themselves down just for the kick of it. And I guess investors are wondering, would this affect America too? Because a bunch of Americans are traveling outside of the country and they could potentially bring this in. What are What is the American government doing to ensure that COVID doesn't spread here? And that's what investors are worrying about. So could that be potentially why Airbnb, because it is, quote unquote, a travel stock? Would Expedia be affected by this? But Airbnb mostly, would it be affected by this? Yes. So just like I said earlier, it's not surprising, to be honest. A few weeks ago, I think I was watching CNBC and they had one of their um, people come who was a doctor and he said, typically, even without any pandemic, many people get sick um, during December, November, December, because the weather changes, you know, immune systems are suppressed. And we have COVID in the country, even though it has reduced a lot, we still have it. Mm-hmm. 
right? So it is natural to expect an uptick, but he said he believes it's only going to be temporary. Okay. And that's why you see they're trying to promote their boosters again. But I think it is a valid question. Yeah. If most people have the vaccine already, why is this still an issue? Exactly. So this is something that is definitely affecting Airbnb. But in my opinion, I think the chances of us seeing COVID becoming a big issue, everybody going to lockdown, is less likely, in my opinion. We'll have to see, though. I feel like for me, business would definitely be transformed. And I would argue that Airbnb would actually benefit from this because hotels are the ones where you interact with people. But Airbnb, you can have a whole house to yourself. So you can still enjoy your holiday and have like a space just for yourself where you're not, you know, interacting with other people compared to, to being in a hotel. So I would agree that Airbnb might benefit from this. I think I would. this might just be a season of arrest for them because they did beat earnings, what they're supposed to do. It's obvious that the business model is working. So this might just be a season of rest for them. Moving on from Airbnb to PayPal. And here is where I am like, uh, I don't know about PayPal anymore. Because I was reading about like Affirm and Afterpay and many people are saying that PayPal and MasterCard are not, you're being blown away by this buy now, pay later platforms. And it's definitely affecting how businesses run. And it seems like the growth in that area, even Square is suffering as a result of it. The growth in, you know, MasterCard or payment systems is slowing down. There's no more growth in that sector. So that's why buy now, pay later is coming on. And I know that PayPal has a system of buy now, pay later, because I know I have like a credit card. No, not really a credit card, like a MasterCard I could use anywhere. But if I'm paying something online, I have like PayPal. And they have this thing that's like, oh, interest-free. Uh, you can buy stuff and pay, you know, uh, financing. They even do it the same thing for airlines, finance, whatever it is you have for a certain amount of months. So I'm wondering, like, why are they not benefiting from that as well as Square? But we see a firm breaking numbers, breaking earnings consistently, blowing people out of the wind because of this buy now, pay later. But Square is not benefiting from it, even though they're attached to Afterpay. And PayPal is not benefiting from it, even though they have their own platform of buy now, pay later. Yes. So that's a very, very good thing you just said, because this is something we've seen over the past few months. Visa, MasterCard, a few other payment you know, processors reported their earnings. Yeah. And a trend we're starting to see the fact that the payment space has started to slow in growth. And we know this is not tied to people spending less. Why? Because retail numbers were strong last week, you know, the month before, the month even before that. Right. For the past two months, retail numbers were consistently beating um, expectations. So yeah. we know people are spending. So why aren't payment processors going up? And one thing that makes sense is the fact that people are still using the buy now, pay later platform. Right. And this is not something you can just jump into because many people have been working on this platform for a long time. You know, we talk about Affirm, we talk about Afterpay, we talk about Klarna. And these people have been working on that platform and they have most of the market share. Now, this is not saying PayPal. You know, MasterCard, they're trying to do their own now, right? I'm sure Visa and the rest will try as well, but there's already leaders in this space already. So they could try, they could come in and take some share, but I think the market is doubtful that they'll be able to. And one thing about the market is if you keep growing your revenues, you keep beating on your earnings, no one cares about valuation. Even if you're overvalued, as long as you can keep growing your revenues, you know, your total addressable market exponentially, it will not matter. 
your stock will keep doing well. But once you have an earnings report and we see revenue decrease, for example, what happened with Square? You know, even the super cash app, which is obviously a very, very strong platform, they start to see some downtick in people okay. using it. And the market panic. To me, I like Square. I think if you wanted to get a square, get into Square, this could be a great time. Because like you said before, they bought Afterpay, which is also a leader in the buy now, pay later. Right. I think one of the reasons why their stock is still being affected could also be the fact that maybe people believe they overpaid for Afterpay. Because look at Affirm. Affirm, as at the time they acquired Afterpay, Affirm was still really, really, really cheap. And since the time they bought Afterpay, Affirm announced great earnings twice now. And they've just like gone to the moon, literally. So maybe people are saying, huh, you know, why did they acquire Affirm instead of Afterpay? You know, but I think as Afterpay reports their earnings, and I think they'll be strong, people will start to say, okay, okay, this is still a very, very strong company. I definitely, in terms of like a business model and exposure to risk, I definitely like Afterpay a lot more, uh, mainly because they get their cash a lot quicker. Uh, I believe that I feel with a firm's business model, in as much as a consumer, I love it. As an investor, I am wondering if this is not similar to having a credit card, but it's not being reported on your credit, right? So normally, whenever it is you buy something, like most credit card would be like, hey, you know, buy $500 worth of stuff, zero APR, and it would it would just be, it would, the balance would be there. So when your credit is pulled or there's a report on your credit, you see, oh, a certain amount of balance, but you don't have to pay for it that time. As opposed to Affirm, they just make you pay for it. You just owe it on the platform, but not necessarily like a hard pull, which is why I guess a lot of millennials are moving over to this platform if they want to make big purchases. So it's not affecting their credit score and they, are, they can boot credit for themselves. Those are people who are financially savvy because I think the average user on Affirm, is they, they, their average like credit or spend is $400. So it's not really a lot of money. But my concern with a firm was when someone, the CEO was mentioning how they want to go into auto loans and mortgages. And that is a red flag to me. Why that is a red flag to me is just like, would they have enough? Because it's one thing to be selling gross, not groceries, but like apparels and, you know, $2,000 worth of stuff. And it's another thing to start diving into $30,000 and hundreds of thousands of dollars you know, given your risk. And also some people are arguing that because a firm is based on the, when they pull it, when they pull out your credit or whatever, when they pull out, because you have to apply for it, right? Whatever it is they give you, give you. So sometimes you can end up paying 30% APR on it, depending yeah. on how you are as a user, if they think you're reliable and everything. So when the man said that, when the CEO mentioned that they want to expand into auto loans and mortgages, I am very concerned, which is something that I have not seen with uh, Afterpay, which is why I'm more comfortable with Afterpay because I feel like that niche is good because we've already seen the turbulence in the home market and also how home prices are going to become expensive that even though it slows down, it's not going to be low enough as numbers we saw in 2019. I doubt that home prices are going to go down if they want to enter into this market. I'm very scared because I don't know how much cash they have. And that is a very cash heavy, look at Zillow. We literally just talked about Zillow a few weeks ago and how they suffered as a result of this. So it will be really interesting to see how they're able to pull that off, but I'm really concerned about it. But with PayPal, I am 
I think maybe the more they market their buy now, pay later platform, because they are more used than Affirm and Afterpay, right? Whenever it is you're purchasing things online, you see more, hey, pay through PayPal more than any, and they're more secure. They're more reliable. They have more, not more secure, reliable, but they have more clout than these other uh, buy now, pay later. So they can leverage on that, right? So for me, I think it will just be if they're able to market this thing where, where people are aware of it and they're able to use it, then maybe they can steal enough market share from a firm. So in the question of would I get into Airbnb or PayPal now that they're low, I would argue like they could Google, get, uh, especially Airbnb and PayPal, they could go lower. This might be a good entry point for you to continue to average into that position especially for me with Airbnb, where I see that that business, because they don't hold, I love Airbnb. The model is fantastic. They don't hold any inventory. So that could potentially be it because I do not see anything that is signifying that both companies are in for like a bad turn or anything bad or they are turning into dinosaurs. There is tremendous good for Airbnb, not as much for PayPal. If I could pick one, I would definitely pick Airbnb over PayPal. But what's your take on it? Yeah, so concerning our firm, I just remembered during their earnings, they announced that they're expanding their partnership with Amazon. And that is, we all know that's a huge deal. Yeah. You know, how many millions of people all over the world have Amazon accounts? And those customers have almost become Affirm customers. Yeah, exactly. Um, it just really increased like their total addressable market. That's another reason. And also concerning the whole home and auto loans, it would be interesting to know what um, percentage of their business they want that to be is it something they're just trying out or is this something they want to be a large part of their business mm. you know for example what happened with zillow they let it get out of hand you know they put too much into this footprint of housing and that's why they affected them badly but i think we affirm that partnership with amazon is a real big um, game changer and i would like to see in future earnings how that partnership will reflect on their revenue on their profit. Obviously, I'm expecting it to surge, but let's see if they can even surpass our expectations. For PayPal, I love the business. They have great management. And one thing I like about PayPal is the fact that they're into crypto. Yeah. It's going to be a big deal, you know, now and in the future. And the thing about PayPal was during the pandemic, not just PayPal, Square, many of these their own stocks, during the pandemic, a lot of these stocks had their earnings pulled forward, mm-hmm. you know, pulled forward. So basically what that means is that we knew they would benefit a lot from the pandemic people staying at home. And that was why the stocks went up. But it went up a little bit too much. Mm. So now, it's not that they're not giving good earnings. They're still bidding earnings, but trust me, people are going back out now. So many people are not using as many of the software, the stay-at-home tools as much as before, right? And that's why it seems that, oh, you know, the stocks are going down. But I feel this is where being a good investor comes in. You need to go and see this company and see which ones actually still have a lot of engine to grow out of them. I think PayPal is only one of them, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at the chart, it is really, really, really ugly because the yeah. stock is 35% of its highs, obviously too high, right? And if you look at the chart, now it's below 200. There is a chance that this thing won't bottom until it gets to 175. But we never know for sure. It can bounce tomorrow. It can bounce anywhere. If this company is a company you like long-term, you can start a position and let's see how the stock behaves. You know, mm-hmm. But for Airbnb, I totally agree with you. I think this is a strong company, even though for this 
um, news about COVID that came in. This is a yeah. company that can challenge all-time highs. The stock can challenge all-time highs. 100%. You know, so definitely, if you like Airbnb, you can start accumulating here. Hopefully, I think we've spoken about this before, but there was a time Airbnb was as low as $135. Yeah. Because their earnings, people didn't really believe that they would be able to but they did. monetize their business. Yes, but they did. And now their earnings are showing. But many of us bought this when it was 140 135 okay. And now the stock is almost 200. I don't think it's too late. This company has a lot of potential because of their business model. They have no inventory. So that, that is very, very fantastic. All they have to do is just manage the business very well, expand to other parts of the world, mm, right? And keep up with their competition because Expedia, they have something similar. Well, I can't remember the name of Expedia's version of the business, but they have Expedia have a version of Airbnb, something similar. And Hotels, those are like their main competition. As long as they keep innovating, they keep managing their business well, I think this company can do exceptionally. Awesome. So that's a wrap up for today's episode. Uh, We're super excited that you got to listen to us. We hope you have a great turkey season and turkey week. Uh, Have fun and God bless. Have a good one, guys.